Today, the crisis at the border worsens, and the media actually reports on it, and the left's science god Fauci has more conflicting information to give you. We've got a lot coming up this Monday, and it starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. Happy Monday. I'm Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by America's favorite cowboy and future governor of Texas, Chad Prather. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Yay. It, that doesn't feel, that doesn't feel. It's a little contrived, but uh, you know, I'm going to get in a groove here in a minute. Actually, I went in, I went into make, the makeup room and I was like, I'm faking it till I make it today. Yeah. Faking it till I make it. Uh, also joined by our friend, Eric July, Blaze TV contributor. Mm. Thanks for being here as well. Uh, all right. So let's get to the border crisis. Um, because we saw this coming. We talked about it. Um, but there were several people, I think, on the right side of things, and I mean the right side both ways, um, who said that they didn't trust that the media would accurately report what was going on at the border. So far, we're seeing maybe some glimmers of optimism, some glimmers of hope that the media, when it is uh, the choice between covering for uh, the dementia patient in chief and making a name for themselves, they will always choose making a name for themselves. Uh, but whatever the reason, we appreciate it. The border crisis is worsening, according to a new report. Uh, there is a migrant facility, by the way, who, that is actually, um, it's just, it's in Donna, Texas. It's just uh, to 729% of its legal capacity. Yeah, I, I that. 729% of its legal capacity. Uh, the children are taking turns, sleeping on the floor. They have not seen the sunlight in days and uh, have only had one shower a week, according to lawyers who spoke to the children at the detainment facility. Uh, of course, they were all saying to the, the Border Patrol agents, the, the people who are on the inside, we want to shower, we want to do this, we want to do that, um, being told no. Um, this is obviously, you know, now the lawyers are saying it's becoming a humanitarian crisis. Um, but it's interesting. And I want to get I want to get both of your takes on what standard we should use to judge this here, because the, the part of me who says, I want, I want to remain better than everyone else. I, I want to be optimistic that maybe the left will see the error of their ways. I'll say, you know what? We should continue to judge them by the same standard that we begged them to have uh, the last four years when we told them that if you have an influx of migrants, you don't have the capacity to hold them. There are these things that will happen. Um, but then there's the other side of me who has listened to them call us xenophobic, call Hello. us racist, call us all of these names, uh, white supremacists, including myself and Eric July, yes, yes, by the way. We're all white supremacists. <laughs> uh, and I, I really, really have a hard time not just saying, yeah, you know what? These are concentration camps. I can't believe that Biden hates brown people and he's running concentration camps. I think that we should impeach him. Yeah, I remember the good old days when AOC said those immigrants were drinking out of the toilet yes i mean they had it made back then right uh you know a water fountain that was on top of the commode right uh now they're in reception centers i just read an article with a local nbc affiliate out of dallas that says they're about to move 
to use their phrase, up to 3,000 immigrant teenagers to the uh, K. Bailey Hutchinson Center, the convention center in Dallas, to house them there. Uh, so I've read an article, uh, in fact, mypoliticalcowboy.com reported today that they're actually considering moving many of these, quote, uh, immigrants to Silicon Valley. Mm. So I'm sure they'll love that. they're going to love that. One of the most expensive places uh, in America. How many times have you heard me say it on this show? A house of cards is going to fall in on itself eventually. Bad philosophies expose themselves. This has been fraudulent. The media is is they're falling all over themselves trying to change the terminology in order to justify what's going on. Now it's a humanitarian crisis. Now it is a refugee issue. Now it is an immigration issue. No more kids in cages, none, none of that. So, so I wanna call them what they are, the xenophobes that they are, the racists that they are. Uh, they're the ones who are always saying, including the Hollywood celebs, we're gonna move to Canada if such and such happens. None of them ever say I'm moving to Guatemala. None of them ever say I'm moving to Mexico. None of them ever, they're not going down there with the brown people. AOC, I mean, go cry at the fence now, AOC. Joe Biden, go spend a few days down on the border, not an hour, go spend days down on the border and see what the real issue is. This is a human trafficking issue. This is a human rights issue. Uh, people are being violated, kids are being sold. This is a slavery issue. Let's call it what it is. Uh, I don't understand why liberals love open borders when open borders lead to more and more human trafficking. Mm -hmm. What is it about the left that is okay to create this lifestyle that leads to pedophilia and slavery? I don't get it. I mean, they did it in the 1800s, 1700s. They're doing it today. Aaron. It's all on the left. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what it does is it shows that immigration has never been a black and white issue, though for some reason people have tried to and attempted mm -hmm. to put it in this like pretty little box. And that includes people that are generally on my side and libertarians. Um, it, it is not, and I say this as someone that has lived in South Texas, you know right. what I mean? I went to school in South Texas for five years in college, um, and I lived <coughs> in South Texas. And I, I've seen it for firsthand, not only just knowing through experience or through reading, but I've seen it firsthand. And, and, and when those certain instances like what we have now where there's a, let's say, an influx, whether it be a caravan or whatever they want to call it, of people that are trying to, let's say, get in. Of course, that equals more detained people, which if you are trying, if you're planning for that, you can only plan for a certain amount mm -hmm. um, of people. And if you are generally over capacity, well, it's going to come with certain certain problems and for whatever reason people have looked at it as if it was black and white and that wasn't even a potential possibility it's right. just depending on who was in office that determines what the problem is so when it was trump it was well these are kids in cages this is some sort of like he's trying to take it to a lot of these immigrants and then the narrative kind of started to shift and now they're having to uh, to to cover it because well the the mask is off at this point and you're seeing that well maybe there's other problems but the only w reason the media is even and looking to see that that is a potential problem because obviously the issue has not stopped and if in a lot of cases gotten worse since mm -hmm. Biden has become has come in office so they can't they don't have that to fall back on like well we could just blame Trump we're not here we can't so let's try to make more sense out of it and now they want to make it seem which it is they want to make it seem like it's more of a complex issue, which it is. I will give them. I, I, but the problem is they're not reporting that honestly because it's the complex issue. They only is just because they're trying to obviously cover for certain people. But when we talk about immigration in this country, specifically at, at, at the southern border, it would help us to engage in some sort of honest conversation, which I, we almost never have mm -hmm. about what's actually going down. Like you had said 
you talk to some people on the left, you talk to some libertarians as well. They act like that's not even a thing. Like human trafficking right. is not even a, a thing that happens down there. Every single person that comes over is someone looking to get a, a, a better life. In some cases, absolutely, that is the case. And I won't d- deny that. But to act like that's everything. No. But when you obviously incentivize people to mm-hmm. to try to come there in that mm-hmm. aspect, you're going to end up with all sorts of problems. But we, until we approach the conversation, honestly, we'll never come up with a solution. Which is, I think, what President Trump's point was. Was, which was stop telling them that they can come here and get in. Stop giving them the magnets. Stop drawing them here because, A, it's a very unsafe trip. Absolutely. If they actually survive the trip, they are going to have to be housed in a facility that is overrun. So please don't come. He was called all these names. Oh, in the that's book. it right there. And you bring up an excellent point. If you, do, if you don't want to discuss the issue, name call. Right. That's right. that's the M.O. of the day. Right. Right. Um, and so, you know, he was he was called all sorts of things because really he took what I think logically the more humane approach is, which is stop encouraging them to make the, the unsafe journey. Uh, but of course, you know, Eric, you pointed out that, you know, you guys can't blame Trump here. Well, that didn't stop Nancy Pelosi from trying. Uh, Nancy Pelosi was on with, uh, what was it, George Stephanopoulos this week and uh, was basically saying that, well, they have this broken system from Trump, right? They ha- that we always have this broken system from Trump. With COVID, it's the vaccines. Well, Trump didn't do anything with these. We had this broken system. <coughs> with immigration, we had this broken system with Trump. Uh, oh, oh, and by the way, something about climate change. Watch. Actually, the facts are these. There are more children, uh, about six, 700 more children, unaccompanied children coming o- over the border. Uh, the, uh, this is a humanitarian challenge to all of us. Uh, what the administration has inherited is a broken system at the border and they are working to correct that in the children's interest. Of course, we have to also look to Central America and Mexico and the rest, the corruption, the violence, uh, all of that so bad. My most recent trip to the Northern Triangle, that would be Honduras, Guatemala, El Salvador, you saw the impact of the climate change, mind you. (laughs) These people were leaving because of the drought. They couldn't farm and they were seeking other ways to survive. So there are many reasons that go into this, but the fact is we have to deal with it. Can we start with a positive? Those 90 degree eyebrows are on point, first of all. Okay, solid plastic job there, Nance. She's just always surprised. They don't have enough to plow down there, so they gotta come to America because let's look at the inherent racism in that statement because they wanna come up here because the only people who do uh, those, those type jobs. of uh, agricultural jobs are, well, let's call them what they are, Mexicans. <laughs> okay. Do you understand that if you go with Biden's plan and you grant these undocumented illegals that are in this country amnesty, guess what? Now they're not going to do those throwaway jobs that we, quote, don't want to do. They're going to take all of your jobs because now they don't hide from the paperwork anymore. Mm-hmm. Right now they do those jobs because the manual labor jobs are the only jobs they can get. To blame this, to blame this on Trump or climate change, why in the hell are they all wearing Biden t-shirts when they hit the border? (laughs) If it's a Trump problem, they're wearing Biden gear. And they know that they've come up here with the promise of amnesty where they don't have to plow the damn fields anymore. Mm. Gotta feel like Glenn Beck right now. (laughs) (laughs) Eric, uh, you know, I I mean, I... (laughs) Couldn't agree more with what Chad has to say. Um, But also on top of that, you know, I think that 
there is a, a big uh, misunderstanding about what asylum is and how you can qualify for asylum. Like, you don't just get to claim asylum because, like, you're having a hard time in your country. Yeah, no, um, that's, I mean, we've been talking like about that. It's like, life is with, hard with in like a lot of Yeah, with the refugee, <laughs> uh, you know what I mean, resettlement program yeah. and, and all of that, which is as crooked as it, it possibly can get. But I think the interesting thing that, when it comes to like incentivizing people to come to this country, like definitely in Mexico, I think the the thing that a lot of the uncomfortable conversation that a lot of folks don't have, particularly because it's been manned by the Fed, and that is the absolute failure of the drug war, and mm-hmm. that doesn't even come across their their like that in in conversation yeah. to talk about climate change before that, and this includes uh, 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 Obama. You know what I mean? Him funneling you know Fast and Furious funneling yes. funneling yes. guns and, and all like uh, which basically are propping up these sort of cartels who are really again running people's uh, in, environments into the ground. And of course, I, I don't blame them. They don't want to live. Some people, that, the ones that are legitimate, that don't want to live in those areas, and some of that has been. A lot of it has been facilitated by the United States government and mm-hmm. its utter failure of the of the drug war, which in itself is the number one. Pretty much how are these people are getting paid for this. That's that's it right there. The utter failure that is the drug war. And again, it goes back to what I was saying earlier. That's a conversation that they don't want to have because then it would force, including Pelosi, considering how long she's been in office, it would have turned the mirror on a lot of these peoples and they would have to see what really came into fruition is their failure in terms of, of, of policy. But it, they're so quick to try to blame someone else, whether it be the presidency as if acting as if this is a new problem or something like that. And now climate change. Like, come on, that's such a like stretch Armstrong <laughs> level reach right there. Like to say climate change of all things. No, I'm sure it has nothing to do with, you know, the, your policy surrounding the drug war. It has nothing to do with it. it's climate change. And that's why people are, are coming over here or attempting to come over here in, in the record numbers. It just goes to show how crooked they absolutely are. Go ahead. I, real quick, I mean, I can remember, spe- I've spent a lot of time in those countries. I've spent a lot of time yeah. in those countries. I can yeah. remember being in Honduran villages and way out in the middle of nowhere and asking the village chief, what is the biggest need you have here in the village? He said, well, we can't stop having babies. We need a television. They need something to do after dark. <laughs> they weren't They weren't concerned with climate change. They weren't concerned. This is, this is the where these people live. We're, we're overpopulating the village. They won't stop having babies. Yeah. Okay. So th- this idea, I mean, we, we develop this first world mindset and apply it to these folks. God bless them. Like they're us. And, yeah. and they don't deal with the same mm-hmm. crap that we deal with. Mm-hmm. They don't Good think point. our way. Yeah. Good point. All right, uh, we've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor this segment, Omega XL. Uh, If you are one of many Americans who you just live in constant pain, and maybe it's back pain, knee pain, shoulder pain, uh, it's usually inflammation that is causing that pain. And you could, like, I don't know, rub some topical lotion on it or whatever, but if you're not actually (coughs) defeating the inflammation, it could cause permanent damage. A lot of people don't realize that. Um, And by the way, isn't it frustrating when you you rub, like, something on, and you're like, oh, my gosh. That feels so much better. And then five minutes pass and you're like, and it hurts again. Yeah, it's really, really frustrating. Omega XL is going to neutralize that inflammation that causes these painful, stiff joints 
and mussels. It is a fatty acid combination from the waters of New Zealand, and it's backed by like 30 years of clinical research. It works. I know I, I was. it's worked for me. It also has worked for Pat Gray, who I had no idea until he told me off air the other day um, that he could. He was having really, really bad elbow problems, could not move it, um, was having a lot of trouble, took Omega XL, and within a couple days, um, he could go. I mean, he couldn't even lift anything, and he went from that to feeling uh Totally better. So if you are living in pain, it's going to change your life to get you out of pain. Let's get you started. Or order Omega XL now. You'll get a second bottle for free. If you go to OmegaXL.com slash news, get that second bottle for free. Don't miss out. Go to OmegaXL.com slash news. Back in a minute. Pentagon may reverse the United States Army's new gender-neutral physical fitness test for its male and female soldiers because um, <clears throat> more than half of female soldiers are failing the test. So, uh, obviously, the problem is the test. It's not that there are biological scientific differences, and we need to just change the, uh, the standards, not anything else. What could possibly go wrong, Chad? I love when the wokes get it wrong, right? When do they get it right? Never. <laughs> I, go back, I go back to my comment. Bad philosophy falls in on itself. Science tends to prove itself. Biology tends to prove itself. I mean, this is Jurassic Park. Life finds a way, right? 54% can't pass the test, whereas 7% of the males fail the test. That means 93% of males pass the test, but more than half of the females can't do it. So you might go back and rethink this thing because it was a bad idea to begin with. This was a bad foundation. And you're gonna, and I just love it when those that are so woke that feel like they are just breaking their arm, patting themselves on the back to be so equal in every way, suddenly realize, holy crap, we're not equal at all. <laughs> Well, I'm actually offended because I, I read the, uh, what males got and I read what females got, but aren't we, I mean, there are more genders than that. At least 27,000. Yeah, isn't it hateful to not bring up all of the other genders <laughs> who might take this test? Where are their results? Where are their tests? Yeah. I'd love to know. Eric? Yeah, um, I don't have a, quite an answer for that. Uh, I guess they're, they're bigots over there in the United States military. But look, man, like this is such a... <laughs> A silly thing to try to have a conversation about because it should be painfully obvious, but it goes to show how generally when we're talking about leftists, they live in a different dimension. Mm -hmm. um, they live in some a place that just does not exist. It's like an existing plane that they see through a lens, but it's like not where, where we're at. Yeah. So they try to speak certain things into existence, and it's bizarre because that's just like the smell test. That's like just something basic and fundamental that you see, obviously, well, men and women are different. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not an opinion. <gasps> that's not a... Yes, I know. You are hateful. Not, uh, that's true. Wow. No, I think this interview is over. <laughs> wow. Uh, it, it, wow. It, it's not an opinion. It is a fact. And <laughs> the, the fact that we have to even have this conversation does show. And this is one thing that I do appreciate before we you know, not going too much into detail with what happened with the Tucker Carlson situation, but I'm seeing people on different sides of the political aisle start to get, let's say, peeled on what's going on with the, the military mm -hmm. and how jacked up it actually is, uh, especially the 
further you get further to, you to, the, the top. to go yeah. to the top. How screwed it actually is. Yeah. And now these people are, they're absolutely led, leading with their political um, ideology. So this idea that we had this institution that was at least going to be the last, you thought that that was going to be the last line standing uh, uh, when it came to this nonsense, they would just call it by what it actually is. And no, that does not seem to be the case. And these people are using freaking Twitter accounts to take it at at, at people because God forbid someone acknowledged the fact that, well, yeah, we're, we're, we're pretty we're pretty different. You know what I yeah. mean? I mean, it's just Let, what let's, it is. Let's get into that then um, really quickly. So Tucker Carlson, is, I get like the army is wa- waging some weird social media war against bizarre, Tucker man. Carlson. It's it bizarre. is it's embarrassing and very unprofessional. Uh, so Tucker Carlson made some remarks about uh, new flight suits for pregnant women, um, which was, you know, a new creation from the Pentagon. And uh, the, the Marines, I guess, they just they got very upset and they tweeted out to Tucker Carlson what it looks like in today's armed forces. There's a picture of a female soldier carrying another female, I guess. Or is it a male? We can't call that. Well, we that's a great say. point. I don't know how they identify. It's another Marine, by God. So they said, get right before you get left, Boomer. Yeah. Uh, which is just, that's, re- I mean, th- these are official government <laughs> accounts. But here we go. Read this we, one. Yeah, we are, uh, here, here, we are human and we messed up. We intended to speak up for female Marines and it was an effort to support them. They are a crucial part to our uh, core and we need them to know that. We will adjust fire and ensure the utmost professionalism in our tweets. Adjust fire. Yeah. Uh, so they so they apparently they're in a little bit of, of heat for it. But this wasn't before there was like a, a high ranking official yeah. who was having a back and forth and like posting videos yeah, was slamming Tucker Carlson. Like you guys really have nothing better to do yeah, in the military. Not. And I will say, <clears throat> I don't think I, I want to be clear. It means no disrespect to any of the um, men and women serving, right, who are actually in there. It's I think it's the the top ranking officials who have kissed ass all the way up to the top playing the political games. And now they are playing political games. Yes. Yes. But now it's on Twitter. Right. <laughs> so stupid. It's stupid. It is so stupid. I mean, can, like, I you, I have to imagine that China and Russia are watching us, just like God. We can't wait. Yeah. We can't wait to get these people. Imagine. Look at their freaking military. They're a joke. They're a bunch of clowns over there running the show again. Not you guys who are actually doing the heavy lifting. Yeah. Look, look at these extreme Islamists, the the Chinese communists. Who know how to play the long game. Mm-hmm. I mean, generations they'll wait in yep. order to do what they need to do. Uh, and and we, we can't get past a soundbite yeah. in America. Yeah. I was screwed. Yeah. I saw, I saw a, uh, there was a tweet from, I think it was the Army, and they were um, highlighting one of their female um, soldiers and how sh- the Army better prepared her to become a beauty influencer. And I was like, what? How did this is what you're highlighting? I mean, that's great for her, but what does it what does it have to do with the army? Look, man, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have to. I'm not gonna refrain from uh, from certainly how I feel about, like I say, that institution and, and and all of that. But what I love is the same thing I loved when the whole 
If I got to look at the silver lining, let's say that. should be positive here. <laughs> wow. Sil- silver lining, you know, like what happened with the whole COVID thing. And, you know, conversations that I had with a lot of conservatives when it came to law enforcement was getting a shift a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. okay, maybe we've been protecting guys that yeah. will have no problem busting up the side of the head if it came down to it. And now what we're seeing now, you look, I know we're not going to sit up here and pretend like everybody in the military has the exact same political philosophy. No, that's not the case. But I don't think that's necessarily as important as a lot of people would think, because at the end of the day, they if they follow, if the whole idea is that they I know they say, well, you're supposed to be defending the Constitution or whatever. But if they're following the orders of these high ranking officials. It's the same result at the end of the day. I mean, we can sit up here and pretend like they wouldn't do that, but I don't think anybody can look at this last year and be like, well, maybe they wouldn't. I don't believe it. Y'all might. Yeah, I don't, I'm not going to put words on in y'all's mouth, but I certainly don't believe it. I mean, heck, we had the whole, uh, even with the the gun rights there, I think we talked about it on the show when it was that group of vets that were basically sitting here. Yeah. Taking one, you know, advocating that people had their AR-15s. Like, oh, well, I, I did this, this, and that. And we should, that should not be in the hands of civilians. I'm sitting there like, what? <laughs> uh, but, no, seriously, like, I think that we, there are certain, because of maybe how we were raised, I don't know if it was schooling or what it is. Like, there, I know cops, military folk, politicians, I think the ladder got broken and people see them all as they, they suck now. And but, you know, we're moving to these other institutions where people are looking at them and thinking about them far more critically than what we had before. I think Twitter, I don't think it necessarily shows that a new problem occurred. I think more so what it's showing is that that was an issue. Yeah. And Twitter has just that culture has we're seeing that what happens when it manifests, when we allow it to manifest itself. Mm-hmm. And now we have Twitter spats going on between the United States military folk and Tucker Carlson. Which, <laughs> it just sounds so weird for me it's to say. So, I'm sorry. It's, it's so bizarre. Stupid. But but, you know, that that's 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 where we're at. Right. Culturally, that's where we're at. So. It is. Um, I'm I'm sure uh, Eric July doesn't get tired of being like, told you guys. <laughs> I don't. Just been arguing this same stuff for like five years. Thanks for catching on right here at the table. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right. We've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Built Bar. If you are looking for a healthy snack, um, don't pick up the candy bars. All right. I've got a better solution for you, by the way. We've heard from so many of you out there who are loving your built bars. So if you have not ordered them yet, pay attention. All right, built bar is a protein bar, but uh, it's going to taste a lot better than probably the protein bar that you are eating if you're not eating built bar, um, which those usually taste like cardboard. Built bar is made with 100% chocolate, it's low in calories, uh, low in carbs, high in protein and fiber. And it tastes like a freaking candy bar, okay? So if you are looking to lose some weight, maybe you had a New Year's resolution that you're like, oh, I'm not doing so great on that. All right, join the Built Bar train. They come in a variety of different flavors. Mint brownie, cookies and cream, uh, the coconut brownie chunk, I believe is the name of my very favorite one. They've also got cookie dough. You got to give that one a try as well, okay? Try Built Bar. All right, you're going to thank me for it when you step on the scale instead of eating candy bars. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code NEWS15. You'll get 15% off of your next order. It is NEWS15 for 15% off at B-U-I-L-T-Bar.com. Back in a minute. Dr. Anthony Fauci, who apparently thinks he's king of the world now, uh, warned over the weekend that another lockdown may become reality if these cases spike in the United States as states begin lifting uh, pandemic-related restrictions. Here's Anthony Fauci. 
Given the tenuous situation we're in, is what Texas did this past week, ending the mask mandate, reopening 100%, is what Texas did dangerous? I think it's risky and potentially dangerous, yes. When you plateau at a high level, there's enough viral activity in the community that when you pull back on things like masking and not pay attention to avoiding congregate settings, it is very risky to get another surge. If you wait just a bit longer to give the vaccine program a chance to increase the protection in the community, then it makes pulling back much less risky. But if you do it prematurely, there really is a danger of triggering another surge. Oh, yes. The greatest con man of all time, Anthony Fauci, who spent over a year insisting that, well, you don't need to wear a mask. Oh, wait. Hold on a second. What, well, he said that at first, and then he changed it to wear a mask because the science obviously says so. Okay, but then maybe you wear two masks. Or maybe two isn't enough, maybe we're three. Super science -y, right? Now he's open to changing his super science -y social distancing guidelines from six feet to just three feet because this is, of course, what happens anytime he's proven wrong. That six-foot right. requirement, that's one of the main hurdles to reopening schools. Right. Does this study suggest right. to you that and three feet is good enough? It does indeed, and that's exactly the point I'm making Chuck, what the CDC wants to do is they want to accumulate data. And when the data shows that there is an ability to be three feet, they will act accordingly. They have clearly noted those data. They are, in fact, doing studies themselves. And when the data are just analyzed, and it's going to be soon. I mean, Jake, you're asking the right questions. And the CDC is very well aware that data are accumulating, making it look more like three feet are okay under certain circumstances. They're analyzing that, and I can assure you within a reasonable period of time, quite reasonable, they will be giving mm -hmm. guidelines according to the data that they have. So any it mayors- It won't be very long, any, I promise you. Any mayors or governors or school uh, district heads listening right now, if they hear you right now and they say, well, it sounds like Dr. Fauci thinks three feet is good enough. That will enable us to open our school. That's that's right. Well, Jake, I don't want to get ahead of, of official guidelines. I can tell you and promise you, I talk to the CDC, to Dr. Walensky every single day. She is acutely aware of the accumulation of data and the fact that her team will be acting on the data the way they always do. Oh, now we need the data, the data, the data, the data. We've always had the data, right? Now, I've been called a stupid conspiracy theorist, a shill, a dumb bitch for questioning these arbitrary guidelines from the beginning. Because I said it was I didn't mean it. I it said I didn't mean that. That they were never based on any scientific <laughs> data at all. But if you point out fraudulent Fauci backtracking again, this is the kind of garbage you'll hear bleated back at you. I just want to show you guys this, okay? Uh, you're a complete and utter whack job. You're a compete and utter you're, whack oh, job. Oh, yeah, thank you. You're a compete. <laughs> you can't even freaking spell, idiot. Stop talking, yeah. okay? Because God forbid I have a different opinion than uh, King Fauci. Science, here's another one for you, Chad. Science is clearly not your strong point. I think points. I saw that one. Great grammar. Good job. Grammar is clearly not yours. Uh, and of course, follow the science, dumb B. I'll save edit one little sensor there. So really, that's how science works. Follow the science. Okay, you're going to tell me that after a year of going, oh, the science.
science is settled. The science is clear. Okay. Whenever anyone dared ask for data to justify shutting our businesses down. So now that Fauci, your super sciencey god, is wrong again, you want to explain to us how science works. Okay. By the way, these are the same people who claim that there are one million genders and that nature is racist, but I'm the idiot. All right. So don't come at me with your gaslighting mess, you brainwashed fools. I like when you get fired up like that. Gentlemen, your thoughts. Yeah, well, uh, I don't know how Dr. Fauci talks to Dr. Walensky every single day since he's chattering more than Max Headroom. Well, he's getting the data. With CNN the and data. everybody else day in and day out all day long. Uh, now we're down to three feet. And that's what I understand him to say, right? But we can't make any, we can't change anything based on that quote unquote uh, opinion or data or science. Well, where was the data for six it. feet? Exactly. There was none. Uh, and just like the, the UK's has always been three feet, by and, the way. And if you watch Fauci, he starts to, he's got to really think everything mm-hmm. he's going to say it, because he doesn't know what he said yesterday. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know if he's going to contradict himself, which a lot of times he absolutely does. This guy loves the attention. Bottom line, look, I love attention. Don't get me wrong. I love attention. <laughs> this guy feeds off of it. I mean, it, he can't stand. He's going to keep himself in the spotlight until he drops dead. Mm-hmm. Mark my word. You want to flatten the curve? You get rid of Anthony Fauci. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it just <laughs> goes. the damn truth. Yeah, it goes to show that they don't need, the, the data really only applies when they need it to apply. Like you mentioned, they didn't have it when it came to shutting things down. Um, keeping it shut down for, I don't know, a year and a lot of different cases, a lot of different states and uh, cities, locales that they were remaining shut down. And, you know, when you dare to ask the question as to what what are you pointing to? Because when I look at like other countries or other states, y'all, the the, the spots that have these very, very restrictive or rather these these really uber strict uh, restrictions, they're not doing much better in a lot of cases doing worse. So what's the date? Well, they don't have it. That's why. However, what they did do was just say, oh, it's the science. And they justify. There's a guy by the name of John, John Ioannidis uh, of Stanford University. I would encourage the uh, audience to go watch. It was a video. I can't remember who did it, uh, but he did a video in which he was talking about. This is early, like March, April. And he has said, again, this is one of the most respected epidemiologists. In fact, you can go look right now on WHL Bulletin and his his study they put they point to where he grabbed like 60 other studies where they show like the infected fatality rate below zero uh, below excuse me, 70 uh, years of age is like 0.05 or something like that in the corrected uh, mean. But he had said that this had a chance to be one of the biggest evidence fiascos ever. And what would happen is the public would then lose let's say, uh, a trust in us. He, he was talking about this back in April because he had saw people reacting in the way that they are in their community. Mm-hmm. Well, you have guys like another uh, Stanford University doc who had signed the, the um, what was that, declaration of the, all those doctors that were the scientists that said we were against lockdowns. Yeah. Uh, he was one of the authors, Jay Bodachar, I believe is his name. And he's out of, he's out of uh, uh, Stanford as well. And he was like, I came out be, at, uh, at the beginning of this and I was like, I don't think this makes sense. Yep. And I would have my own colleagues email me and stuff and they'd be like, you need to get in line. Mm-hmm. Like, so we look at that when they say the science, obviously we knew it didn't mean anything, but it actually hurts them, believe it or not, because how am I supposed to take people serious when they trot that idiot out there yep. who sits up there and just contradicts himself on any given day? Nothing makes sense. And then it's like, well, 
the data shows this, but we can't really. It goes to show that you're just trying to hold us hostage for what reason? We don't know. But people's lives got ruined over the last year because of that idiot. Yeah. And until we you know, they got they got a lot of uh, explaining to do. But a lot of people are going to look at that industry, that science and say maybe uh, they are as corrupt as we maybe think of the politicians. Yeah. And there are a lot of doctors who are owed an, an apology for being called quacks, by the way. All right. We got to take a quick break. We'll be back. Look up a dude named Galileo. <laughs> yeah. Just an update to a little story that I don't think that you will be hearing on the mainstream media outlets. So the Washington Post, remember that big expose that they did about uh, Trump having the phone call, the conference call with the Georgia officials about all of the election, uh, you know, the mishaps that happened and he wanted them to investigate it. Of course, it was it was taken to the Washington Post. And the whole story that the Washington Post gave you was that he was putting pressure on the investigator to find something that wasn't there. Uh, well, quietly, the Washington Post has decided to edit the story, saying, correction, two months after the publication of the story, the Secretary of State released audio, uh, audio recording of President Trump's December phone call with the state's top election investigator. The recording revealed that the Post misquoted Trump's comments on the call, according to information uh, based on information provided by the source. Trump did not tell the investigator to, quote, find the fraud, end quote, or uh, she would be a, quote, national hero if she did so. Instead, Trump urged the investigator to scrutinize ballots in Fulton County, asserting she would find dishonesty there. He also told her that she had the most important job in the country right now. Oh, but those quotes were misattributed to, to Trump. Um, and when I say misattributed, when they say misattributed, uh, I think what they mean is we made the whole freaking thing up because that no one said that Trump did not tell the investigator to find the fraud. Uh, and now all of a sudden, two months later, we are finding out that that was actually not true at all, even though it was used to excoriate him. And uh, I mean, it, were they not saying like this needs to be added to the impeachment to the second yes, impeachment they did. of Donald Trump? They said this is why he needs to be impeached. We need to impeach the man who is not uh, going to be in office anymore because he is trying to use these, you know, election officials to find fraud that isn't there. He's encouraging them yeah. for fraudulent behavior. The whole freaking thing was a lie. I think it was Ilan Omar who said she was voting based on that for impeachment. I mean, that was the whole... I mean, who gets impeached now? See, this is the kind of thing that pisses me off. We said that this was inaccurate. Mm -hmm. We said this was wrong. But what do we do? We get called insurrectionists. Right, right. You, you probably were for storming the Capitol, too. No, we're for, just for truth. I mean, right. just come on. At some point in time, I know you bury a little correction mm -hmm. somewhere in the Washington Post, and maybe somebody will see it, and maybe they won't. Two months later, when it it's all too late now. Yeah, it's all already happened. They've already they have already uh, put all of the falsities out there uh, for the permanent record, and uh, you know I will say this. I do, maybe it happened and I missed it, but I didn't see any sort of attention being drawn to this correction. I didn't see any tweets go out about it. Oh, I yeah, didn't Chuck see Todd. any. I didn't see anything at like the top of the top of the press saying, by the way, we really screwed up on this one. Maybe we should take the time to spell it out for you now. Yeah, no, you're never going to see that. No. I mean, it's, they're never going when they do get it wrong. And if it's disastrously wrong, they don't care. They get the result that they want people to. And they've already planted that seed in a lot of people's minds. The normies that they are trying to appeal to 
So it already worked. It's buried. Even if they have to correct it after the fact, it doesn't matter. They'll never pay as much attention to the correction as they did when the initial story broke, mm-hmm. because that's when it was useful. And that's what sucks with information. And some of it, it goes both ways. Some of it is on the media, the publications to that's irresponsible, you think, right? To even even publish something yes. like that without v- properly vetting yes. it. That's very irresponsible. That doesn't matter to them that. Yeah, but I, I will admit, of course, you don't want that. But also, it's not like people think twice about it. Remember what I've been saying on this show, there are some folks who feel like the information isn't legitimate unless it comes from right. these types. Yep. Like it doesn't even exist. So no. when we they say would look it, at this outlet and say, oh, that's fake news. Yeah, exactly. The Washington Post is the only gold standard. Bingo. That's yeah. the only that they exist and they're that's the real media. So if they cover it, then it exists. If we cover it, it does not exist. Mm-hmm. We're conspiracy theorists and what have you. No matter how many times that we are wrong. So it goes both ways. There are a lot of folks that uh, work within the media that are uh, journalists that are very irresponsible because they lead with their politics instead of leading with the truth. And then you have on the other side a stupid populace who just eats everything up. It is that they say, despite them getting it disastrously wrong in other instances, but they don't care because it sounds good. And it it, in a lot of cases confirms their biases. So Mm -hmm. as long as it does that, they don't care. And they'll never, ever, ever highlight it. As much as they did the the, the the correction, as much as they did the initial lie. Yeah, mm-hmm. Chad, I would venture to say uh, inciting an insurrection, like something like that taking place, I would say uh, false reporting, making someone uh, sound like they did something that they didn't do like to, to that regard is much more of inciting an insurrection mm. yeah. than when, having when a rally. You're creating a narrative that doesn't exist. <laughs> And all of a sudden, people, that's what they're hearing. That's what you, you know, I was listening to, you know, forgive me, this is what I do. My morning commute into the studio, I've got about an hour. I like to put it on the Progress Channel on Sirius yeah. XM, and I like to listen to the left. I like to hear what they have to say. They still can't get Trump out of their mind. I mean, they, yeah. they are just consumed with it. And they, you know, they're calling him a grifter. They're calling him a con man, a lifelong thief. They're calling him, um, you know, all of these different things. And, and it's like, if that's all you've heard, if that's all you've heard, he's a racist, xenophobe, misogynist, bigot, that's all we've heard over and over and over again. The average person listening to the mainstream media, that's what they're going to walk away with. They're going to say, there must really be something to this guy if my evening news or my 24-hour news cycle channel, whatever, is telling me that this guy is that bad. Well, there must be some things there that we don't know. So I'm staying away from the guy. Yeah. They control it. They control the narrative. So when the results come in, tragic things happen. Charlottesville, mm-hmm. Washington, D.C., uh, on and on and on the list go. Yeah. Who's to blame? Yeah. But uh, usually the talking heads. Yes, I believe that uh, President Trump had it right when he called them the enemy of the people. All right, we got to take a break. We'll be back. Don't forget to go wherever you find your audio podcasts. Subscribe, rate, and review the news and why it matters. Make sure to give us five stars because obviously we deserve that. And uh, you you may see your review read live on air if you write a good enough one. There's one from Pamper Damper today. I'm new to your show and so happy I stumbled across it. Thank you so much for the truth you offer with so much wit and cynical humor infused. Sarah, I ordered Built Bar because of you. And my favorite guest is Governor Chad Prather. You're very welcome. 
Thank you Go for that. Future governor. That's right. Chad Prather. We can only hope uh, <laughs> because, man, Abbott is doing some. Oh, man. Get him out of there. It's like Back to the Future. Get him out. Five days after DeSantis does something, here comes here comes homeboy. I know. <laughs> Get him out of there. I know. Acting like it. Oh well, I had this novel idea that maybe we should open up now. <laughs> it, it, I like, don't know. It just people, to me. I love people saying you're not qualified to be governor. I'm like I'm qualified to get the hell out of your way so you can govern yourself. Yeah. yeah no kidding. Exactly. That's what I want to do. Yeah. <laughs> you're welcome, Texas. <laughs> uh, all right, and don't forget also to make sure to go to uh, the Chad Prather Show YouTube. Stars. Subscribe to that. Yeah. Give him. Him, all the all the stars just give us all all the stars please yeah. uh and also don't forget to visit young ripa 59 which is where mm. you can find eric july yeah, yeah. on youtube for canon's sake make sure by the way i keep telling people this i don't think they believe me you will see a whole different <laughs> side of eric july yeah, you when will. you subscribe to his youtube and you will love it, love it. <laughs> is what i'm trying to say <laughs> Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.